it's a celebration for us today as we're going through all of our favorite stories and favorite moments from all of the episodes so far. And you'll get to hear some of our beauty from ashes moments and some of the lessons that we have learned. So tune in and get to hear about what's coming up in May. Welcome to the Flawed and Favored Podcast. Join our favorite journey team and guests as we share stories, insights, and wisdom on how to work through and find hope in the challenging moments of everyday life. We want to tell you about an exciting partnership we have with My Minerals Makeup for our listeners to get 10% off. I'm a huge fan of everything I've tried there from hand sanitizers to mineral powder and their hydrating poreless primer. Plus, it is amazingly reasonable. For example, the mineral powder starts at just $10, so you don't have to break the bank and you're supporting a small business. All of their products are made from 100% pure natural ingredients that are good for your skin. I think you'll find their products are some of the best in the beauty industry. They offer free samples to make it easy to try it for yourself. Order yours now at MyMineralsMakeup.com and enter the discount code Flawed and favored 10 to get 10% off at checkout. Try it out. Welcome, everybody. We have Farron and Angie both here to talk today and just to celebrate a little bit that we've reached over that thousand download mark, which is yay! Yay! Celebrate. That's an exciting <laughs> thing in the podcast world. That means people are listening and hopefully people are sharing. And we always appreciate that. Any time that you can share this podcast, if it's encouraged you, we hope that we can encourage other people with it. So today we just want to take a moment to celebrate and to go over some of our favorite highlights over the last, are we at 16 episodes, Farron? I think so. I don't know. Uh, the last 16 episodes, I believe. And just celebrate some of our favorites and also talk about uh, our own Beauty from Ashes story as April has been our month of talking about how God brings beauty from ashes. We want to talk about that a little bit and then talk about some things in the future that we're excited to share. So uh, Farron, what's one of your favorite well, moments before, of the last. Okay. Before we get into that, I do want to just say thank you for um, all of the people that have volunteered mm. or who have offered to be on the podcast because you, know, you and I learn so much just asking yeah. them questions, but I love hearing the comments from people, even when I'm just out at the grocery store and mm. somebody stops that has said, oh, I listened to the podcast and they'll name who we were interviewing and what stood out to them or what helped them. Mm -hmm. And we've gotten a a lot of those, you know, in person as well as comments on our Facebook or personal messages to us regarding just something that stood out that they learned from and mm -hmm. that they were encouraged by. So we are super grateful for all of the guests we've been able to interview. And yeah, they've just, yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't realize that their story can help others. Right. Yeah. So many people don't realize how much their story makes a difference for other people. And they have gone through a hard thing that maybe somebody else will go through in the future or have gone through that they haven't learned everything from it yet. So yes, it's been so fun I mean, it's just a dream to be able to sit down with people. It gives you an excuse or people an excuse yeah. to say <laughs> yes to you that you're like, I've just always wanted to ask you this, but now we get to do it and share that with other people. So mm -hmm. it is so fun. 
So how, Um, what are some of your highlights? Okay. So my first one would be from the episode with Reverend Danelle Crawford McKinney. And I did highlight this on one of our Facebook posts, but she was talking about husbands and wives talking to each other, but she was talking about it within the context of people trying to understand the pain or understand stories from when they're communicating with somebody else from a different culture or different with different experiences. And then how sometimes people listen so they can can give quick solutions. Oh, yeah. Like, well, why don't you just do this? And she she was saying that when you know someone's telling your story, that you can say, okay, are you looking for solutions or are you looking for comfort right now? Because right. it could go either way. So that was very helpful to me, not just with communicating with my husband, but my kids and other people as well. So that that really yeah. stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great one. What about you? What's one for you? Uh, one for me, uh, I think my favorite one probably would have been um, Priscilla Smith sharing her story and how, uh, just how kind of towards the end, I just said it anything else that you have to share? And she says, yes, you know, I just want people to see like really how God values women. And she just went on. I mean, gosh, she nailed it and went on sharing how God used women so much in the Bible and how he showed like so many examples truly showed the value that God sees in women. And gosh, that just hit my heart. And just even kind of as a stay at home mom, as you know, Mm -hmm. some of those things that you just don't feel like you're having a big impact or making a big difference, like seeing that God sees me and God sees me where I am. And, you know, God cares about those little needs that I have. And that just, that ministered to me really well. I did. I love when she said that too, because she just started listing out all these women and women that I forgot were even in the Bible. We're like, oh yeah, he did use all of those women. We do have hope, Angie. Yes. In such a sweet way. Yes. Uh, what's your next one? Um, another one was from the three sisters episode that I interviewed my two sisters. And I don't remember which sister said this, but my sister was talking about that you're never stuck. You're never alone. Yes, you can sit there and cry about it for a second, but that you always have help. And I think even in your sister's episode of when she was talking about how she was wheeled away for her brain surgery, that she was by herself, but she knew she was not alone. My sisters were saying, like, you have to be intentional. There are resources out there. There are people who are willing to help you, even if you don't have that family support, that there's books, podcasts like this right. one, um, your school support, community support, church family, just be intentional about seeking out those people because there are people who really want to see you do well and who are willing to help. Yeah, absolutely. That was a fun podcast. And I just loved the example of your parents from that podcast, how they just, you know, how you guys were really able to honor them well too, but just how neat in the legacy, even being able to do like the recent event that we did, um, where your dad was like, it just reminds me of the legacy that other people have as they plant those seeds and help Mm -hmm. other people as they, you know, might start an event or start an organization that just launches, you know, to be a catalyst for other big things. Uh, I'd say my next one was uh, interviewing Pastor BJ Song from the um, Korean Church of Queens. Uh, Just how he shared how Korean worshipers, how they worship and pray and how they are intercessors. And just, I mean, the fact that they get up at five in the morning and they have the uh, service at five o'clock every morning or first thing every morning. I'm just how, um, as I've kind of been in a period of trying to pull back some things that have been distractions for me and just focus on having that intimate time with the Lord, 
just recognizing how the Korean church gets that and has been doing that and, um, you know, been praying for, for God to do big things like that, that really, Mm -hmm. um, hit me and, uh, was cool to just see, um, you know, I would love to go visit their church sometime and be a part Mm -hmm. of that. Uh, and then what's your next one? Okay. Let's see. My next one would be the interview with Stacia Morphine. And I think with hers, it's because it's something that affects everybody, whether they're not addicted to drugs, people are addicted to different things, whether Mm -hmm. even it's just that addiction to comfort and, you know, a certain lifestyle or any, any other thing that you want too much of, like you and I are doing a 40 day sugar fast right now. And even that's tough. And so I love that she was so honest and so vulnerable to let us into her story. And she shared all the different parts of like how she was before and the messy part in the middle of of just showing like how God met her in prison Mm -hmm. and and just how she was transformed and how her life was after that. And I think there's so many people who could be encouraged by her story of just kind of that not giving up and that it's a day by day, not struggle, but you know, you might have those daily challenges, but just Mm -hmm. to not give up and realize you have a God who's loving you and pursuing you at all times. That was such a good one. And then I think one of my next ones would be um, Nikki Hoover kind of sharing as she started a local bridge builders group, um, just her sharing real practical steps on how to reach out and become a bridge builder. And it was just helpful for, I mean, she just nailed it on some of the things that, that we can do. But also for me, a big piece I was guilty of is sometimes just asking people, just like you, Farron, like being mm-hmm. like, what's the right way to do? It? And you've probably noticed it and been gracious to me of different things when I <laughs> ask things where I need to just go find out on my own and not just make you be the person that helps me understand other cultures and understand um, people of color, but to mm-hmm. be able to find that out on my own and explore you know, explore any of those things on my own that I need to figure out. So, uh, I just love what she's doing and I love what Latasha Morrison has started with bridge builders. And that, that was, that was a great, great interview. Yes. I love that one too. Beauty from ashes areas. Mine, I'm going to jump in first, just because I think that sometimes talking to somebody that has gone through cancer or brain tumor or, Mm -hmm. you know, huge things, addiction. And I sometimes think just like some with my testimony, I'll think, Oh, cause I was raised in a Christian home. I don't really have a story, but for me, beauty from ashes was real, has really been about identity. Like as, um, in a high school, you know, when they do the most likely to type things, I was mm-hmm. voted most likely to succeed. And so that, like that kind of mentality of feeling like, Oh, I want to be successful has um, been a thing that I've seen that I need to watch and make sure that mm-hmm. I'm not letting my identity be caught up in a title or a role as a leader or any of those things. And, um, I've had numerous times where, um, things usually it has been tied to job related things. Like right after college, I kind of thought I would head off out to a top fortune 500 company and do a big thing. And, but that really, you know, wasn't my heart and it didn't feel like what I should do. And, you know, there was a period of a couple months after college where I was just kind of working my normal college job until I figured out what to do. And so that was a struggle where I almost got depressed, you know, in that waiting. And then I had, um, got a great position, which actually brought me out to Idaho. So the 2000 miles from Indiana that I came out here for, and then within a couple of years, that position was eliminated that, you know, Mm. department was cut. And I like, 
I had felt like, you know, I was trying to be loyal and serving this nonprofit and it just crushed me. I mean, I was just crushed as like, I, you know, was doing all this and I just knew my heart was not where it needed to be. Like I just, you know, so I, um, really felt kind of that, um, just that hurt and that just that loss of identity of feeling like this is what I do. I help people. I do this. I, you know, do really big things. Uh, but it wasn't six months later that I went from just, that was a position that I was just a coordinator at a, at a small nonprofit to become an executive director of a larger nonprofit in the area that there's no way that would have happened if I hadn't that other hard thing hadn't happened months before mm-hmm. that, because I would have just kept my mind on and my eyes on that thing. And I'm a loyal person. And, um, and a similar thing, like five or six years later, it was a similar thing where it was time to move on from that position. And, um, I decided like, you know, I decided that, Hey, this is where I need to be next. I need to do that next thing. Um, but it's hard because you just get your mindset on what you're doing is a good thing. And maybe not at at a certain point, you need to reevaluate and say, is this where I need to be right now? And not let your identity be in that maybe good thing that you're doing. So, yeah. And God, you know, has turned, then it's brought me to become a stay at home mom where that's like, there doesn't feel like there's any glory in that, but you know, you're (laughs) not when you're in it. Yeah. Sometimes not when you're in it, but that's kingdom work, you know, as I just, Mm -hmm. um, have a couple of friends that have been walking through with parents, um, in through hospice in those final days with parents. And one of our friends Mm -hmm. kind of mentioned to one of them, you're doing kingdom work. You are doing, uh, a beautiful thing right now as they're kind of handholding that, that parent, um, in these final days. And it's so true. It is so true that those things that we don't have to be on a stage or we don't have to be directing and leading hundreds and thousands of people Mm -hmm. to be doing huge things. So there's, there's my beauty from ashes. How about you, Farron? I like that. That's the first I've heard of all of that. One beauty from ashes moment that I've experienced, or there've been several, but one that stands out is in the area of friendship. And I feel like it's really challenging for me to make friends because I don't like small talk or, you know, that surface level type of communication, like, hey, what do you think of the weather we're having? So when the conversations go that direction, I'll just give a very short, uninterested, like, yep, good, weather's great, bye. Then I try to bolt out as fast as I can. I'm more like, tell me about your kids, your dog, your spouse, what your childhood was like for you, where you see yourself in five years. So from that point, I can get along with people pretty easily, but but having those like deep, mature emotionally healthy friendships was just something I was really missing. So a few years ago, I prayed to have those types of mature friendships. And I was intentional about working on me and just being that type of friend for people. The one that if you're going through a difficult season in marriage or with your kids, your job or whatever it is, just being and having friends that would truly listen and pray for you or offer godly insight, support or accountability, or even just bring you a cup of coffee if you're having a bad day and have no other motive other than just to see you growing in Christ and being well. So in that kind of season of ashes, I I felt like I worked very hard at being that type of friend. But then at the same time, sometimes when that's not reciprocated, whether it's in friendships or other relationships, it it can feel really disheartening and even lonely. So I remember praying for that. And then I think around that time, Angie, that's when you invited me over to your house for dinner. And I 
didn't really know you at the time. And then even after that, another woman um, from church actually asked me to meet her for lunch. And when we sat down, she said, oh, I've been thinking I really need to get to know you. And I wanted to be friends with you. I was like, wow. And then there were a few few others during that period that just said, hey, we should be friends or I want to be your friend. So being on the beauty side of that now and having developed a friendship with you, Angie, as well as some of these other women, you know, I'm seeing God's faithfulness through all of it. And even just a few weeks ago, I don't remember if I was having a tough week or or just working through some things while um, my husband or Travis was out of town taking care of his mom. But I text you and you responded back, oh, I'm so sorry. Should I come pick up the kids or you want to meet us at the park? So I've just just been very grateful for those relationships. And and I even kind of have to laugh looking back at it because God was probably watching me trying to make friends like this girl is never going to make a friend. So let me work on the other ladies and tell them to go be friends with her. So that's my beauty from ashes. So I feel like even though I'm not equipped to re- or maybe I am and I just don't see it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not good at making friends that God still was faithful and answered and brought me friends. And so I'm just, I'm grateful for that. You've gotten on the other side. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that is cool. That's what this whole month has been about, how God really um, brings beauty, even from those moment of ash, moments of ashes that, you know, we sometimes just don't look at that. And I was just been going through the study of John and just on Lazarus, how, God had said, you know, this thing, when he didn't go to heal Lazarus, when he was sick, that more glory would go to God through this bigger thing. And then how he'd raise Lazarus from the dead. And that is just, um, you know, something I see so often in that beauty from ashes story, how we think it's so hard, but God can make something better and make something build something up and make it, um, 10 times better, even at times. So, um, for this next month for May, I'm excited. We're going to be talking about healthy minds and having some fun guests and being able to even get further away from some of the damage that we've probably done to our minds through COVID and some of the stress that we've endured and being able to build ourselves up. So I'm excited about what's to come in, in May and kind of over the summer as we'll, we won't have uh, so many podcast episodes. We'll have some bonus episodes in June, July, and August, but we'll take a step back and not have weekly episodes over the summer as Farron and I are both taking care of kiddos and having some quality family time. We're excited about May though, and what we'll be um, bringing and encouraging people with in May. That's all for our show today, but thank you for joining us. Please don't forget to click subscribe and follow the Flawed and Favored podcast. And if you can give us a positive review and share us with your friends, we would love to get the word out to others. We hope you go out today knowing you may be flawed, but you are still favored. We are also so thankful to our podcast partners who help us bring these messages to you. And if you want information about becoming a partner and sharing your products and services with our listeners, email us at info at favorjourney.com.